I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Oh, hey, Lou. Oh, hey, Sal. Yeah, Sally I'm, hyphen Anne. How I'm are all, you? I'm all about the haze. Hey, Sally Ann Haywood. Um, <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> all about the haze. Hey, now. It's, it's just me now. I'm just, I'm kind of loose and sort of, you know, free. Yeah. Just the way I'm living now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you going to go surfing? To... Going to go surfing? Well, I've been down to North Devon for a couple of days. Went yeah. in the sea. I'm feeling very chilled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't Great. call anybody a cunt this morning. I did. Um did. Oh, Sally. I know, but I'm over it. And now, now I'm chill. No, I don't think you are because you mentioned it in the recording that we've just done. Yeah, and yeah. you've mentioned it to me this morning. I heard the story this morning when you before before we even recorded. And mm-hmm. now you've mentioned it again. I don't think I think you need to let the cunt man go. Oh, well, he's in the kitchen. Oh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> is he? He's tied oh. up. Is he? Yeah. Great. How, how dare he? How dare he cross me? God, you'd make a brilliant yeah. dominatrix, Sally. You really would. <laughs> he's not getting any of the good bits about having a dominatrix. No, he's just getting tied up. Oh, great. Maybe, maybe that's good for him. Maybe he just needs to sit and be mindful for a bit. So the tying up is probably a good idea, Sally. Yeah, he needs, to, he needs to think about his actions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be true, couldn't it? You're not quite sure. <laughs> Do you know what? Ask me who my new celebrity best friend is. Nah, I think I'll buy oh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, Sally. You are if I was a lesbian, I'd um well I'd You're probably... not going near me. <laughs> I'd have probably been out with you. We'd have probably got a cat and then we'd have probably been uh, we'd have probably split up, wouldn't we? Uh no, yeah. my my new best uh, celebrity best friend is Sophie Ellis Baxter. Of course it is. We've been disco dancing with her. No, I stood next to her in a queue for a taco, oh. and um, and I didn't know it was her. Didn't know her. It was her. She was getting one chicken and one beef. I thought um, she was good to know what she was getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, didn't know it was her. Sat down. Uh, I was at a festival. Sat down at a table with some other comedians, chatting about who was on at the festival. Sophie Ellis Baxter was chatting away, chatting away, um, saying how beautiful she was and how much I think she's brilliant. And she was sat eating her tacos behind me, and it was her that was next to me in the queue. Lucky you weren't um, slagging her off, isn't it? I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, no. That mother of hers, Janet Ellis. Ooh. Oh, Janet Ellis, Blue Peter. I know. God, we're old, aren't we? No, that's the, nothing Nothing makes you feel more old when you have a guest that's really young that says that they were about 12 in 
2012, like our guest has. She was, she was what was she? But I, I did work out she was born in 2000, roughly. Oh, thought, God, that's so depressing, isn't it? Yeah, but, 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 Lou, on, you know, on the plus side, she, she never saw the 80s. She wasn't around when Bananarama peaked. Yeah. <laughs> there are many bonuses to being old. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she yeah. was not too shy, shy, hush, hush, shy to I, was she? No, no, no. no, 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 no. Should we just have a listen to it then? Sam? Yeah, let's do that. Brilliant. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Patterson. Is that oh, how you like to be called? Every time it has to be three. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Patterson. Yeah. How are you, please? I am very, very, very good. Yeah. Three berries. Three berries. I think it's mainly because I haven't done the Edinburgh Fringe, so I'm one, oh. of the, I'm one of the small minority of comedians in August who feels very mentally stable. <laughs> well, I think you're looking at two women here that equally feel thrilled that they haven't done the Edinburgh Festival, but yeah. neither of us, I can't uh, 100% <laughs> confirm with Sally, but for my part, I am not mentally stable. Um, really not. No. <laughs> No, but I'm thrilled not to be in Edinburgh right now. I yeah. actually called somebody a miserable cunt this morning. No. Um, yeah, yeah, he was <laughs> cycling behind me, and he oh, and I, then I heard. Well, I heard him saying something along the lines of "cycle to the left, don't cycle in the middle of the road." But I've been knocked off my bike before, Lauren, by somebody opening their passenger door. So I tried yeah. to cycle away from the doors, and I, as we were cycling, I was shouting this at him, and then uh, and I finished the sentence with "you miserable cunt." Anyway, so there we go. That was how my day started. I'm this hoping is... it will get better. <laughs> this is what you have to deal with, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Patterson. Uh, you have to deal with a mentally unstable woman at this end and um, slightly aggressive woman over the other side of the country. So it's there like, you go. It's like a Christmas at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talking of which, oh, you must drink a lot at Christmas. Oh, gosh, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Would you like to tell the listener what the, the drink is of your choice today, please? It is. It's the classiest beverage mm-hmm. known to man, woman and beast. It is pink hooch. When did you discover pink hooch? I unironically love hooch. And I, like, I, I didn't know it was a bit of a... I don't mean older as in an older person's drink, but like I think it was big in the 90s or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know this, but like I was a big fan when I was younger of drinks that just tasted like pop I think mm-hmm. that was very much my way into drinking like you know a sm- I think my first ever drink was like a Smirnoff ice but that mm-hmm. doesn't nice. feel classy whereas hooch I'm like she's fun she's perfect oh yeah this hooch. is the, the advert for hooch is like oh my god she can yeah. she can roller skate with her period and drink alcoholic and lemonade drink yeah. I love it and I remember right when I lived in London there's a little corner shop by me and it was three cans of hooch for a fiver so wow. I always go in like you know on my way back for a gig or something when you've got all that adrenaline and think I don't want to go to bed um but I don't want to sit and drink like something heavy so a little a little cheeky hooch so I'd always go in and buy the hooch and then there was one day I went in and there was no hooch like <gasps> that bit of the fridge was empty but I felt a bit embarrassed walking in being like oh like I've quite clearly come in for a drink that's not there so when you're just randomly picking up like a packaged croissant so I was like yeah, this is <laughs> this is what I came to buy and as I went to the counter the guy went so sorry there's no hooch and I was like, no, no you're I'm that person yeah. and I was like oh I didn't even come in for it anyway and I was thinking I definitely did come in for the hooch and then they started doing pink hooch and I was uh, like 
I don't know if this is a step back or forward for feminism, but either way, I am I'm with it. I'm on board. And I saw that they do blue hooch now. Oh my god. Can I just say, Lauren, I've been um <laughs> I live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, right? Yeah. Um and I have been, I, I, I've been around the town and I can't find my hooch. Really? So, yeah, I've been to Bargain Booze or something this morning and, the, <laughs> and there was a choice of original hooch or orange hooch. Ooh. Now, I'm massively allergic to lots of additive type things. So I, yes. I bought the original hooch, um, but then I found a can of raspberry lemonade, which I believe is the oh, pink. The pink hooch. elements. But I found that from Absolute Drink. You're a scientist. Um, so it's got vodka in it, has it? Mm. Oh, so you're going to mix Yeah, well, I was trying to work out what is the alcohol that's in in hooch, and I didn't have my reading glasses on me, so I couldn't read it. Oh my god, I'm so old. This is terrible. I'm just you talk about yourselves while I put my reading glasses on. You're getting and my to... focals on now, <laughs> yeah. lady um, over there. You're going to be this sort of person, Lauren, aren't you? So you've got a corner shop who know you. You're going to be the person yeah. that's going to sit in a. What do they call it when you go to a pub and they go usual, usual, please. Usual. You're going to be that person, aren't you? I remember. So I used to work in a pub as well. And I pride myself. I'm like, I've always gravitated towards jobs with like people. So customer service, when I was like waiting to be a full-time comedian, and even with comedy, like I like people. I like making people happy. I think fundamentally that's what makes us like comedy. So when I worked in the pub, I used to try and remember regulars' orders because I thought that's a lovely thing, isn't it? So when they come in, like they're drink. And there was this couple who came in all the time. One got gin and tonic with le- a slice of lemon and the other got gin and lemonade with a slice of lime. And I remembered it and been in three or four times. So they came in, I remember they came to the bar and I was like, gin and tonic with a slice of lemon, gin and lemonade with lime. And they were mortified. They were so, and I thought, I wonder if they think that they're like alcoholics or something. And that, that's oh. why I've let that they're in here too much. And I felt like saying, no, I've just got a really fucking good memory. <laughs> like, this is not a reflection of your drinking habits. I've just got, a... but they looked really embarrassed that I needed a drink soda. And I was like, I was just trying to be a good bar staff. And now I think you're questioning if you've got a drink problem. <laughs> I think they probably did, but there's nothing wrong with that. Did they come back again? That's the, I don't or did think they... I saw them again oh. after that, you know. Oh, no, you're oh. bad for business, Lauren. I've, I've had to take my reading glasses off because I'm having a hot flush and my glasses, you they can't say, up. have steamed up, so I can't read. The, <laughs> Such um... a mess, this one. Oh, I remember, gosh. There's a little cafe near me and they used to sell this lovely peanut butter chocolate brownie. And then they stopped selling it. And I said, I was in there and I said, oh, why aren't you doing that anymore? She went, I, the girl went, I really don't know. And she said, and what's really sad is a father and his son used to come every Saturday and oh. split a peanut butter chocolate brownie. Oh. And she said, and now we don't do it anymore. They've never been back. No. Oh. I thought that father is probably, you know, and I made up the whole backstory, of course, divorced, only yes. sees the son on a Saturday, yeah. peanut butter, They've their tree. over the brownie. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that keeps them together. Yeah. It's their little thing. Well, what's she doing? What's she, what's Lude? Oh, she's pouring the hooch. I'm not. I haven't got a glass. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm having a hot flush. She's decking um, it. The um bottle isn't so, it? And I couldn't get a small bottle of hooch. So for the listener, this is one of the giant ones. I, I failed. Bottle. I <laughs> failed on all counts of hooch. Like, oh my god. Lou- Either Lou is a tiny lady or that is a big <laughs> bottle of hooch. <laughs> that is a big bottle of hooch. Do you know what? I've sniffed it and this has taken me straight back to Marlowe Rowing Club. Ooh. When, yeah. Well, you weren't rowing though, were you, Lou? Oh, no. The only <laughs> poles I had in my hand in Marlowe Rowing Club were flesh. <laughs> um, yeah. 
the 90s man and it's cheap as well it's cheap and cheerful oh 359 399 yeah that's what it says i think yeah big bottle oh ma'am this is yeah that is um a taste sensation yeah it does make you quite gassy from what I can remember. I haven't had it in a little while. No change there. If I say that, I, I, had, I literally had a can of pink hooch on Saturday because I went out and I saw it behind the bar and I get really excited when anywhere. Because I think some people do think of it as being a bit of like a scummy drink or whatever. So when people have like cans of hooch behind the bar, I'm like, my people. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, um, did you ever make lemonade when you were little? Like just try uh, and Yeah. Sure. But like, because I was from council estate originally in Stevenage, we used to make it from Jif Lemon. You're rubbing your eye there, are you, Lou? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> sorry, I'm a mess today. Sorry. The listener, she was telling us that whilst rubbing her eye, like vigorously. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you get that when you just, there's something, nothing finer than do. rubbing your eye that gives you that sense of satisfaction. Yeah. And, and then, then when, you to, like, in, yeah. when you put your finger in, yeah, when you put your finger in your ear and you go, I like that. It's Pac-Man, isn't it? When you put your finger in your ear, it makes the noise of the Pac-Man. Oh. Oh, my God, Lauren. This is what a day. Education. It's an education. I'm going to go back to the man on the bike and and, and apologise. I'm in a much better mood now. Yeah. And you've not even had a sip of this shit. This is... This is... Nor of you. Nor of you. Get it down here. Shut up. Mm. And... That's pure sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and it gets the little the little pockets at the side of the mouth all fizzy. <laughs> oh, I've dribbled. Oh my god, I'm rubbing my eye now. I've just dribbled. This is disgusting. It's just self combusted. Yeah. Shame this isn't a video because I'd love the listeners to be able to see the state of you. This I, mean, I am recording it on video, Sally. I know. I know. Yeah. It's a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to open. It's, I'm just having my own party here. Yeah, yeah, you really are. And I'm sitting on the floor in my living room, which is probably the best place for me to be. Where you're going to stay, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. I'm now opening the absolute drink raspberry lemonade. I don't know why you've bought that. Are you going to put them together? Is that what you're. No, oh. because when I Googled pink hooch, now well, you're I've going to my chin now. <laughs> Should we start again? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Just <laughs> look. The, the flush will fade. Um, uh, it was said it was it, the pink lemonade was raspberry hooch. Raspberry it's hooch. yeah, and hooch is lemonade. So I bought this. I do and like that's... pink lemonade. I think that's why I like pink hooch. I'm like, oh, you're like a living Barbie doll. I mean, I don't know if that's um. If that's an insult or not in this day and age in 2023, but I take I I mean it as a compliment. I love it. Oh, I went to see Barbie yesterday. Did you like it? Well, I didn't really know what to expect. I Same. I've read lots of things online going, oh, it's a real feminist treat, and it's this, that, and the other. So I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, there was a lot of singing and dancing. Yeah. Um, what's his face was very fit. Uh, Ryan Duda. Ryan yeah. Yes, he was fit. a delight. The way you said that. But, well, back in the nineties. Now, back in the nineties, and I, yeah. guy, well fit. I um, went with my boyfriend to see it, and it was his idea. And I thought, what a what a feminist icon he is. He wants to come and see the Barbie movie with his girlfriend. He wants to look at Margot Robbie. The second Margot Robbie put jeans on, that boy fell asleep. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> 
fuck out. I could hear him snoring. There's a little girl sitting on the other side of him. She's like looking. I'm like, Thomas, wake up and be an ally. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. What do you know what? I was watching it and all I could think was, this is gonna be a musical in the West End soon. That's it just had musical written all over it. I can see that happening. I am. I mean, I know it's got feminism and stuff in it, but I could see it in the West End. I could see the scene. Who's going to play Barbie, though, Lou? Me. Yeah, I thought so. Oh, <laughs> I would love to see Sheridan Smith as Barbie. No, no, yeah, Sharon. I want to be Barbie. Like, you'd be weird, Barbie. <laughs> I would, wouldn't I? You oh, would totally God. be weird, Barbie. I and would. I mean that with so much love. <laughs> <laughs> I would, wouldn't I? I'd have all the drawings all over my face. I'd have half my hair missing. I'd have a tit out, probably. <laughs> Why did you have to say that, Lou? Why did you yeah. have to have a tit out? <laughs> because You're that's... Always- yeah, you always bring it to that, don't you? Oh, Sally, don't call me a massive cunt. I can't bear it. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Patterson. Yes. Um, drunk stories. You must have some. You, you've lived a life. Oh, I have some. The the one that sort of jumped straight to my mind. I remember again when I lived in London, and I was quite lonely, but just starting to make friends. And so when you're like, oh. if I get invited to something. I have to say yes. I have to say yes. I have to go because I want to have friends. And I remember someone inviting me out with about maybe like after eight o'clock at night, which not that it was late, but I hadn't had tea. And I remember like, so I would have been 25-ish. The logical part of my brain was thinking, go gang canny, as my mum would say, gang canny, you've had no food. You're going to go out drinking on an empty stomach. But Mm -hmm. the lonely part of my brain was like, friends, you've been invited somewhere. So I went out, had a really nice time. And when you, I always say, it's not the alcohol that gets me drunk. It's the bloody fresh air. You know, when the fresh air hits you, mm-hmm. I'm always like, I was fine. I was fine till that like fresh air hit is. And there's something mm-hmm. in that air. My dad always used to go, must be something in all that air you're breathing because it gets you pretty pissed. And I was like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> but I remember we went to like a karaoke bar as well. Had a great night, like an amazing night. Kind of hadn't realised how much I'd drunk and how much I'd mixed drinks until I stepped outside, breathed in that fresh air, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. The tubes were still running, but for some reason I was like, I've missed the tube, I'll get an Uber. I totally Mm. could have got the tube. I got in an Uber, and then I was really sensible. I said to the Uber driver, I think I'm going to be sick, so could you stop the car and I'll get out the taxi? And he was like, of course, absolutely. And he was like, do you want me to, like, wait for you? And I was like, no, I kind of just want to sit, like, you know, just chill for a little bit. And then I could not get another. I felt like I was getting drunker the more I sat there. So I'm just sitting. Didn't really know where I was because obviously it's dark and stuff. But I was like, I'm safe. I'm fine. Like, I've got my phone. My phone's got battery. I was just sober up a little bit, Lauren. Then in the end, I had to ring my boyfriend at the time. And it turned out I was by London Zoo. I don't know how I'd got... I don't know which way the taxi was going. I don't know London roads, but for some reason. So I had to ring my boyfriend and be like, I need you to come and get me. And he was like, okay, where are you? And when I sent a pin, he was like, why the fuck are you at the zoo? (laughs) He thought that I'd just taken myself off to the zoo. And I was like, no, no, no. I've ended up at the zoo, but I didn't go to the zoo. And he was like, why are you at the zoo? And I was like, I'm not. I didn't choose to go to the zoo. I've got out the taxi (laughs) and I've ended up by the zoo. But I think he was generally probably still to the state convinced that I just 
genuinely chose to go drunk. To really drunk, I just know. had a massive desire to see the giraffe. Exactly. And where did you live yeah. then? Where did you? Where were you coming from as I was well? Coming from Soho. Right. Um, oh. to Walthamstow. Oh my god, that's completely the opposite direction. Wrong way, isn't it? Exactly. Slightly. Well. But I don't know what happened. You didn't get was, far, did he you? He was a Londoner, so I think he was trying to work it out in his head and was like, What have you done? And I was like, I don't know. But oh that I think that was probably one of the last times I was like, I can't mix drinks. That's what gets you. Mixing drinks. Absolutely I think... not. I'd like to go to the zoo a little bit drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's a shame it wasn't in. open. I know. I would love that. My dog's just come to make himself known there. I worked in London Zoo once. Oh, of course you, you did. How many, <laughs> oh my God, how many jobs has this woman had? <laughs> I've had fucking loads. I worked in London Zoo um, uh, in the nativity. Right, they do a nativity, a walk around nativity, um, obviously in December every year. Yes. And I was the innkeeper's wife. Um, yes. And I was... I had to stand um in a stable uh in the children's zoo with a with a man, can't remember his name, um, with a mannequin of um Jesus was his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. with a mannequin of Mary and Joseph. That's yeah. Because it. it was freezing. And obviously we're outside all day. Yeah. We snuck in for hip flasks. So we were, oh my God, by the, like the first week of the nativity, fine. Second week of the nativity, we're like, this is so boring. And there's only so many times you can watch a horse rub its crotch up yeah. against a fence, right? So then we sneaked in these hip flasks. Well, I tell you what, what a joy a zoo is when you are a little bit inebriated. Yeah. yeah, much better. Yeah, you should totally do it Christmas. Oh, and then the Mary and Joseph had a well. Joseph had a false beard, obviously, because he was a mannequin. So we used to, when we were drunk, we just used to move the beard and put it on Mary. Oh, it was all. great days. They looked I like used Richard to be a, um, a nightclub promoter, and I used to always take like a bottle of what I would say was vodka coke, but like looking back, it was vodka with a splash Dash of coke, coke when you're that age <laughs> and oh handing out flyers in newcastle in december oh my god in oh. it's a lot more bearable when you're just battered i'd be like Absolutely. oh free entry before midnight lads and they'd be like i'd rather die and i'd be like me too thank you <laughs> <laughs> but i got wise when i was a club promoter so this was like back in 2012 and i was 18 so i was on like six pound an hour or something you know minimum wage at the time and I got really smart because you had to like send photos to the boss to prove obviously you were handing flyers out I got really clever and I I poisoned quite a lot of the good people who worked there and I was like no come and join me on the dark side so say if our shift started at 10 go to various places so go take a picture outside a certain pub outside the center for life outside the train station then go back to your halls of residence sit and drink and every half an hour just send a picture that you've already taken to the club promoter when the reality was I was sitting in my warm kitchen having a little bevy having a lovely time I only came back to bite me on the bum when I sent a picture outside a certain place and got a text back funny I've just been there and you're not there and I was like oh oh you caught me but um Laura, yeah. she doesn't look like a scam artist. No. no, no, you see, it's always the young, innocent little faces. I know, so, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. I bet you've got away with quite a lot, though, haven't you, Lauren? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely. It's the innocent face. That's the thing. I've got a very innocent face. So my my parents as well don't drink. My parents are teetotal, oh, and I think right. that always surprises people because I am quite a big, or definitely in the past was quite a big drinker. So my parents had never like seen me. Well, I do say this. I say, oh, they never knew I was drunk. They never saw me drunk. They probably had, but you know, they'd never let on. Now, always remember, you know, that time at university when you're at the end of the first year and people are starting to get their houses for second year. It's really mm-hmm. exciting because you feel so grown up. And my friend was one of the first to move into a house. So we all went around. So you think you're like, oh my God, we've got like a house now. Me and some of my other friends went around to her house for like a housewarming. So many bottles of wine, so many bottles of wine. I was so drunk, but I'd moved out of my halls and hadn't quite moved into my house yet. I was back at home for the summer and um, my friend was flying back to Belfast the next day. And I was like, oh my God, I live quite near the airport. Don't just come sleep at mine. She was like, yeah, absolutely. We made this plan sober and then got very battered. So I remember ringing my dad to come and pick me up. And when you're like trying to hold it together in the back of the car, like, like my parents don't drink, not big fans of alcohol, just hold it together, hold it together. Went to her halls of residence, picked up her bags that she was taking to Belfast. She was like, get all your sick up, get all your sick up. So I'm like sick in her flat. <laughs> but then get back in the car, drive to my parents. And I'm sitting in the back of the car going, like prop. And you know what, I'm going to be oh, sick. No. Oh, no, and no, no. you get hot, don't you? And I said to my dad, like, can you wind the window down? And my dad was like, no. What need would I have to wind the window down? And I was like, please, just get really hot. Could you wind me? Man's like, Alan, wind the window down. She obviously doesn't feel well. Wind the window down. Like, stop punishing her. And then I was like, I am going to be sick. All I had in the car was like, you know, them like foxes, glacier mints or something. That, like, <laughs> so my mum tipped the packet out, gave me the empty big oh, packet. No. I then had to be sick in the back of the car into this empty packet of foxes, glacier mints. And I was like, what do I do with it? And my dad was like, well, that's your problem. So I just had to sit and hold it for like the rest of the journey home. Got back to my house, was so battered. I just went straight up to bed. And then realised in the morning what a bad friend I'd been because I just completely forgot about my friend. It was totally every man for herself. And in the morning I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, I've just sat up with your parents. We had a cup of tea. We had some toast. I had a lovely time. And I was like, well, thank you for taking the fall for me. Because <laughs> that that totally distracted them from the fact that I was way too hammered. But then a few years later, hmm. it's always, you know, you have that one friend who you always take things too far with. Yes, uh-huh. Sally. This yes. was when I was living in London and I'd come back up for bank for August bank holiday, which is, I don't know when this goes out, but it's roughly the time we're at in the air now. So I'd come back up and I said, should we should we go day drink? Should we do bottomless brunch? So we did bottomless brunch and got shit-faced, like so monumentally shit-faced. And then I took her to the stand because I used to get slightly cheaper drinks at the stand, comedy club. So I took her there, so drunk. And then we went somewhere else. And then I had the realisation that I had to go home and it was seven o'clock in the evening and I was so gone, so gone. <laughs> I think I fell asleep on the bus because I remember waking up as it was approaching my stop and I was like, this journey has gone very, very quickly. And then I walked into my parents' house and knew I had to just go straight to bed. I had a train back to London the next day. Oh. I walked in, but they were listening to me on a podcast. Oh. And I remember walking in and being that drunk and that paranoid that I completely freaked out that I could hear my voice <laughs> in the kitchen. So I just walked in and I was like, why am I talking when I'm not talking? And my mum was like, are you, <laughs> are you quite drunk? And I was like, I'm going to bed. I'll see you in the morning. Good night. <laughs> Am I talking when I'm not talking? It freaked me out so much. I walked in and I was like, have I died? Like, have I died? And having an out-of-body experience. But um, no, just just 
And your parents have the, um, sweet, have the aren't they? Have oh. the um, have the adoption papers gone through for them adopting your friend? Oh, they would <laughs> love to. But funnily enough, her parents love me, so I'm like, you know, if things ever go tits up, we can just yeah. do a straight do swap. swaps. Yeah, swaps, isn't it? What when, when you were growing up? Well, what, what age did you start drinking, and what did you learn to drink on? I think probably about 15 when people start having like house parties and for me it was always either like a Smirnoff ice initially that was definitely my first drink but I really liked like um cider so mm-hmm. I would oh. drink either a really cheap cider because it was cheap or you know like a dark well we didn't have dark fruits then but it would be like a cider and black kind of thing and mm. um, I was a proper cider rider like, do you like absolutely. those fruit? Do you like those fruity so, ciders? Love fr- yeah. Not pear. Pear can fuck off. Whoever, yeah, that's wrong. Oh, mm. it really. When, when I say to someone, "I'll oh, just go get me any fruity cider," and they come back with a pear one, I'm like, anyone but pear. Sorry, I didn't specify this, but I still love a fruity cider now. But what was my real rite of passage, which I think, for many working class individuals, was like that paint stripper vodka you know, like Glen's Vodka or Red Square or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because we had a mate who looked older, so he would go buy a litre of vodka and then he would sell you it on sort of thing. Um, So he would go and buy it. So, so obviously at that age, you'd usually split half a litre with a friend, wouldn't you? So he yeah. would buy a litre and you'd have to like go at him and be like, can I, can I get half a litre off you? And he'd sit and like pour it, <laughs> pour it out for you. But still at this day, and as well, I think when you're younger, you don't understand that you should have more mixer than the spirit that's in mm. there. So I would have like, <laughs> <laughs> the weakest looking drink ever because it would be nearly all vodka and a tiny bit of coat and still at this day I'm a bit funny with vodka because I just think I, you ruin it for yourself don't you and I'm like mm. no, mm, no I can't I'm a I, vodka makes me violent really yeah does. yeah does make her violent yes I sorry, get quite aggy on vodka yeah yeah and because people say it was gin isn't it gin makes you cry gin makes you this that and the other but no, I'm fine on gin but vodka makes me really aggressive yeah. You yeah. say you're fine on gin. Ah, okay. Depends how you qualify <laughs> the word fine. fine. I'm fine. <laughs> well, we'll segue then. We'll just, Laurie, we've got a, Laurie, Laurie, Laurie. I've I don't know what she's going to ask you, Laurie. You know what? I've had two sips so, of that bloody thing and I'm little. I love vodka, actually, before I always remember again at uni drinking, um, I think I had rosé. I used to like a rosé as well. I still do like a rosé. Um, not a wine girl full stop uh-huh. but like Ooh. a like a sweet rosé oh you I really do like the sweet it. drinks I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very sweet gal um and I think I'd be mixing it with lemonade but I'd run out of mixer and jokingly I think the only other drink we had in the flat was like vodka or something and I was like well I guess I'm moving on to cocktails and you know I think we're just <laughs> showing off that age as well and I remember mixing rosé and vodka Ooh. and drinking it being absolutely fine but then waking up in the morning and I was like what's that carrier bag on the floor like what's that and when I picked it up it was a carrier bag of my own sick so at some point in the night I'd obviously found a bag in my room being sick and then I was trying to carry it down the stairs and my head was banging I was like that was definitely a bad idea but the carrier bag was leaking and when you're like oh my god oh my god I thought I'd completely got away with it thought I'd like mocked up any that had spilled until like a couple of hours later, I heard one of my flatmates go, which one of you has been sick on my shoes? And I was oh. like, oh no, it's dripped onto our shoes. Oh. Be like, I haven't been sick on your shoes, but I think 
remnants of my sick have ended up on your shoes. I do apologise. Lou, right. do, you, do you want to do the quick, quick fire round? Yeah, let's do the quick fire round. Yeah, let's do it. Sally, would you like to do the intro music, please? <laughs> We're too tight to pay for some jingle music, Lauren. So there we go. Money for hooch. Exactly. Right. Here we go. Oh, okay. No, go on. No, go on. Lauren. Lauren does voiceover, so maybe she could do our. Yeah, Lauren. If you could introduce Lauren for the listener, is the voiceover extraordinaire artiste for Mecca Bingo. Yeah. Could you do the Mecca Bingo ad now for us, just quickly? Well, I was saying, I am uh, my boyfriend, so I speak very fast anyway, which lends itself really good for when you do the terms and conditions, because oh, yeah. you've got like a very small window of time to say them. And my boyfriend caught me practicing one day and he was like, oh, wait, they're not sped up. And I was like, no, I say them that fast. And he was like, so then he had a go. And I think sometimes he thinks it's like quite an easy job, which is, of course it kind of is. But he was like, yeah, OK, fair enough. You earn your money just for that alone. And I was like, thank you. Would you please do it for us now, Lauren? I was going to say, I'll see if I can find. Okay, so I'm sure I'm allowed to read this. It was from ages ago anyway. So this is like the terms and conditions. Okay. So it'll be like, Mecca, let's play 18 plus big gambleaware.org. One free spin daily, 8am to midnight. Winners credit is cash. Five pound minimum withdrawal. Prizes valid for seven days. Minimum prize, 15p. T's and C's apply. <gasps> fast, fast, fast. Work. I'm clapping. I think, you know, that was excellent. They're very <laughs> fast and clear. You can hear each word. It's yeah. a talent. I've got my Invisalign in, so I've got a bit of a lisp and I Oh, there we it. go. I've got yeah. one in. I've got a oh, God. But you know what? I think women speak fast because they have to get all the words in because men yeah. men aren't used to listening, are and they? We have to before someone interrupts, you're like, yeah. get it all out. Yeah, before somebody carries on with their train of interesting thought. Exactly. <laughs> but you really hate men today, don't you, Sally? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, God, sometimes they just... Oh, anyway, doesn't matter. Let's do the quick fire. Oh, okay, right. Quick fire round, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren. Here we go. Da, 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 da. Oh. Tea or coffee? Tea. Water or wine? Water. Geordie Shore or Towie? Geordie Shore. Crisps or nuts? Crisps. Prosecco or Carver? Prosecco. Fizz or flat? Fizz. Wine or pop? Alcopops? Alcopops. Vodka or gin? Vodka. Lou or Sally? Oh, I can't choose. <laughs> I mean, come on, Lauren, don't, don't, don't be shy. <laughs> Lou's quietly confident with this one because you know her better. I was going to yeah. say, technically, I know Lou better. So if I had to pick, I would have to pick Lou. Thank no, you. Oh, winner, really. winner, chicken you, but I think if you got to know me better, Lauren. Exactly. Give it <laughs> six months and my answer will likely be different. <laughs> <gasps> right. No. T's and C's apply, Lauren. T's and C's apply to being friends with me. Thank you very much. We should come up with a cocktail for Lauren. Oh, yes. Oh, it's got to have vodka in it. It's got to have pink hooch. It's got to have a little bit of sweet rosé. Or a bit of cider. Oh, what a cocktail. Oh, my God. Yeah. What what do we call it? Yeah. Pink to make the boys wink. Pink to make the boys wink. Yeah. There we go. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Pink to make the boys wink. Very um, Barbie. It's got to be done in uh, one of those. Uh... <gasps> I've had an idea. Here we oh. go. So we melt down an ice cream. So that's the base. Oh, yeah. Good plan. Good plan. Thank yeah, the ice you. cream. Yeah. And then we can pour in some pink hooch to make it fizzy. Mm-hmm. We'll We'll put a little bit of petrol vodka in, even though... You're not good on it, but you know, it'll give it a bit of fuel. Another bit it? of feist. Yeah. 
a little capful of the cider, Sally, as you say. It's going to be served in a big bingo ball. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's it then. It? A, pi- a big pink bingo ball. I drink that. All right then, Sally. Well, let's make it. (laughs) We did. um, Yeah, we had um, a a million years ago, we had George Egg on the show and he created us some cocktails and he made one from a white magnum. Mm. And what else was in it? I think it's kind of, it was sort of. Wasn't it's it? like a white Russian, wasn't oh, it? That was it. With yeah. the bag. Oh, it was lovely. Have you oh. ever had that Disarano velvet? That's really oh, nice. No. What's that? So when I was at uni as well, Amaretto was my big drink of choice, but mm. I could never afford Disarano. So I'd always get like Aldi's own brand. And then I would get a oh. bottle of Disarano every birthday as a treat. And I would like mm. savour it. I really would. And then it was when I moved into this flat as an adult. I remember thinking, I. I can buy Disarano if I want to buy Disarano. And I thought, oh God, I've not had it in years. And I went to the shop and they had a new one. It was Disarano Velvet. And it was like Ooh. a creamy one. So almost like a Bailey's kind of texture. Very nice. Ooh. Very nice. So sort of almondy Bailey's. Yeah. <gasps> so like just Sally. a bit of ice on the rocks. So Oh, so listen, Sally, we should get that. And imagine the dance routines we could create to Banana Rama on a Pisarano oh, velvet. Oh, my God. Do you, do you live in Newcastle again, Lauren? I do, do yeah. Go and visit Lauren in Newcastle. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, Lauren. Tell us I some more see, drunk story. Oh, I sorry, can see Lauren's on. living room and I can see where <laughs> I'd be doing my dance moves. Plenty space. Oh, yeah. Look at that, Lauren. Oh, for the listeners. And it's yeah. a nice size of dancing room. Sorry, anyway. Dr- yes, drunk stories come on Laura more I mean you've shared a lot so if you you know do you want me to tell you how I lost my job as a club promoter yes <laughs> yes please yes. I lost the job and it was the also the fault of boots I worked at boots that was like my main job right and I was like the youngest person who worked at boots everybody else was older and I think they loved me they saw me as like a little baby um and then I would do the club promoting stuff on like a, a Saturday night just as like I'd come away with like 40 quid, but you know, when you're that age, you're like, that's so much money. Yeah. Um, and then I look back and I'm like, mm, you basically stood in the freezing cold for a lot. That you should have been paid way more than that. But anyway, it was the Boots Christmas party on the Saturday night, but I also Excellent. had to do a shift at the nightclub. So I remember <gasps> thinking, I'll go to the Boots Christmas party for a couple of hours and I'll go do my shift at the nightclub. I was like, as well, everyone, and when you're that age, I was like 18, I was like, everyone's like, 40 so like it's gonna be boring oh <laughs> I didn't realize your drinking life begins again at 40 absolutely yeah and like never stops like, get through it you know you smash it in like your late teens early 20s yeah. I think a lot of people I'm at that age now so I'm approaching 30 so I think it's dipping off a little bit for me again but I know it'll pick back up oh I seem to have lost the connection (laughs) these women were wild one of the women had smuggled in alcohol into the pub in a perfume bottle Uh uh-huh so that she she didn't have to pay for drinks at the bar they were giving me shot I was battered I was absolutely battered (laughs) I went to do my shift at the nightclub and I walked in and I'm like, oi, oi. And I could see everybody was like, oh, God. And how it works is got paired with someone. So there'd usually be four of you out on out on the streets and two of you in the club. And I could just see everybody be like, don't put me with her. Don't put me with her. <laughs> I got partnered with this lad. I'm like staggering down the street. We got to the end of the street and he was like, I, I can't. Like, you can't. I have to take you back. 
So he walked me back to the nightclub. This is where things get hazy. But I then remember <laughs> waking up. So our little like staff room would be the dressing room because it's at the Auto Academy in Newcastle. Ah. So the dressing rooms where like the artists would be, that would be like our staff room for the night. And I remember waking up on the floor of the toilet and I was like, right, I know what's happened. I've been brought back to the nightclub because I was too pissed. They probably put <laughs> us in the staff room to sober up. I've been sick in the toilet or, you know, gone and not felt well in the toilet. And I've had a little snooze, whatever. So I come out of the toilet. My phone had died as well at this point. Oh. So your shifts used to start at 10. And if you're working outside, you did like 10 or 1-ish. And then you could come back for the last bit of the nightclub, whatever. So I went out into the dressing room, nobody else there. And I was like, yeah, everybody's obviously still at work, Lauren. I then went out, walked through the main bit of the O2 where the nightclub is, dead, absolutely oh. dead. And I thought, oh, I've not even been asleep that long because like the club's not even open. It's probably only like half 10 or whatever. I was, you know, that stage where like you're definitely <gasps> still drunk when you woke up. Uh, then went downstairs and the doors were locked. And I was oh, like, no. what is happening? And then someone came out. And people must have been in like the office cashing up or whatever. And knowing you just look on someone's face and you can tell you are in the deepest of shit. It was half past three in the morning. <laughs> you had a lovely sleep. <laughs> I've been sent back at like what quarter past ten. I'd obviously gone in the toilet, fell asleep for the whole thing. And like if that had happened now, oh my god, I would have been embarrassed. I would have apologized profusely. But because I was young and stupid and definitely still drunk. I refuse <laughs> to believe that the nightclub was over, like that the night was over. So, you know, I'm getting like bollocks and I think I hadn't joined the dots in my head. And I went, look, I don't know why you're angry. It's not my fault. Your nightclub's shit and nobody's come. <laughs> and then that's when the boss went, people did come, Lauren, and they've left because it's half three in the morning. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I very much say I'm in the wrong. And I think I didn't lose the job for that, but I got told I would have to work New Year's Eve, like 10 till midnight. And I was like, I'm not doing that. No way. But um, yeah, that that was a bad one. That was, um, I think that was the moment when you were like, I am aware I've fucked up, but I'm still too young to really take any accountability for this. Yeah. <laughs> Quite right as well. You I, made was like, a I had a snooze. I was safe. I was very bad when I was younger for falling asleep places. Very bad. I oh, wow. oh, I I'm never gonna go to Boots again and not think of that story. I know. They were wild. It was the best exactly. party I've ever been to. I think that we should adopt Lauren for a night. Because yes. she is a wild child. I think we can I think we would have a superb night out, Lauren. I mean, yes. yeah. I think that you need to come out with me. Do you dance a lot, Lauren? I love a dance. Okay. I love a dance. Right. You know, okay. Lou, what's going to happen is this. Lauren is going to absolutely <laughs> outdo us. You and I are going to be in bed by half past 11. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be trying to, you know, like relive our yes. youth and everything. And... my problem is I don't know when to stop. Mm. Oh, Hello. I'm having fun. I'm like, but I'm having fun. Why would I stop having fun? Do you want me to be depressed? Rude. So I just <laughs> keep going. And I think I'm getting better at it now of being like, right, this is where we draw the line. But I, oh. I still very much like to creep as close to the line and put a toe and an elbow over the line mm. before being where, told I need to. Before bed. Sally, where is the line? I don't think we've found it, have we? Well, the line is sort of. You don't know where it is because you wake up and you think mm, that was the line. That was oh, the yeah. Line. yes. Yeah. Sometimes you don't realise where the line is until you wake up five yeah. miles north of the line and you're like, yeah. oh, 
Okay, there it was. Yeah. Now, yeah, now I'm thinking, what did I do? Because yeah. Sally I this... and I, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I had this a few weeks ago. I went out with like, you know, when you go out with new people. So I, went yeah. Out yeah. I hadn't really gone oh, out with before. I get drunk very quickly with new exactly, people. Exactly. Nervous. Then you're like, oh, I'll have a few drinks. So I'm like, I settled down a bit. And then I got separated, but I made new friends. And there was nothing more exciting on a night out than new friends. I was like, yeah. oh my God, new friends. And they were like, we're going to this party in Jesmond, which is like the student bit in Newcastle, do you want to come? And the 29-year-old bit in my brain was going, it's already two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You actually said you were only going to stay out till midnight, so your boyfriend might be worried. You should probably go home. Nothing happens. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. But the feral part of my brain was like, I'm not done yet. I'm having fun. I've made new friends. So I went to this after party and I kid you not, I thought it would be like, you know, a few people sitting around having drinks. Somebody had full on decks. It was like a whole like Mm -hmm. party going on. So I stayed there for a bit. I think I got the taxi back at about like half four or whatever. It was definitely getting light outside. And I remember it was only as I pulled up to my flat and people were walking their dogs for like their morning <gasps> walk that I thought, I think uh, I overdid it. I think I've crossed over the line. Mm, <laughs> I, I have party too close to the sun once again. When will I learn? <laughs> I hate, and that's the one thing I don't like is when I'm still up and the sun's coming up. I always yeah. think, no, I don't like this. Some people love that and I really don't. You feel I just, dirty, don't you? Yeah. Oh, if the sun can see me, it means I did bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, Sally, I'd have thought that you wouldn't have cared about that sort of thing. No, I don't like it. I like to know that I've had a night's sleep. I like to know I'm in bed before sunrise. Yeah. Oh, it's because you're an athlete, isn't it? And you You need your. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get out and run and do all the things that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should. conclude really whether this is a spit or a swallow well i have had it one more really fun story oh god if you want one do you want to hear the story about when we accidentally kidnapped someone oh my god she leaves this till the end come on just remember they all come back to you so me and my friend went out but we weren't freshers but you know when you go out at that time of year and then there was this lad on his own and we're both or we've always been Feral but maternal is how I like right. to call it. So we're wild, but we look after people and we like we, we don't make sure anyone's unsafe or anything. Yeah. Found this lad on his own. And he was like, oh, it's fresh as week. Like, you know, I've just moved up here. I've got split up from all my friends. Like, can't find anyone. So we were like, come out with us. So we took this lad on this night out. Um, and then I think he might have lost his key as well. So we were like, you can come back and sleep on our sofa. So he came back. When we woke up the next day, he was gone. And we were like, goodbye. Hope you got home safe. Anyway, then my flatmate was like in our chest of drawers and she was like, all the jumpers in my bottom drawer are wet. And this was like a day or so later. And I was like, that's really weird. And we used to have a cat if we left the back door open, this cat would come into our flat. And she was like, do you think maybe next door's cat has come in and pissed on my jumpers? And I was like, oh my God. She was like, it smells like piss. And I was like, it does smell like piss. She was like, what or What if like a cat or an animal has gotten into the house? So we got convinced there was an animal in the house. We searched the house. We were like, nah. And then she joined the dots in her head and she said, you know, when we brought that lad to stay, he did come into my room at some point in the night. And I was like, oh, my God, he's been looking for the toilet. 
strange house, drunk. He's been looking, and you hear about these people, don't you, pissing the wardrobe, thinking, I was like, mm. for whatever reason, I think that lad has pissed on your jumpers. And I was like, oh my, we thought it was the funniest thing ever. A couple of weeks later, we're in Asda. He was on the checkout in Asda. He worked in the Asda and he went so red. And I was like, he, that's a man who pissed on your jumpers. <laughs> Look at the guilt. That face says, I pissed on your jumpers. And he looked so mortified. And I was like, oh, bless oh bless he's obviously opened our door and maybe just dropped his pants and seen something open but what he thought was the toilet was just an open chest of drawers oh oh that's amazing (laughs) oh no now I wonder where that is that man is now I know I hope he's thriving yeah, well, I'm sure he is. <laughs> yeah. I've never pissing was just... on jumpers left, right, yeah. and centre. Just everywhere. Oh, so spit or swallow. This is when we decide whether your drink of choice is a spit or swallow. I've I haven't got it with me today. I have had it before, and I'm really sorry, Lauren. But when we go out on our night out, we'll probably be drinking different drinks. Yes. It's definitely a spit from me. I'm afraid. <laughs> well, do you know what? You've she... take you've taken me back. You have taken me back on a journey, as I said, Marlow Rowing Club, um, with Kurt, my mate Krusty Mangoolies. Um, it's a uh, it's a swallow. It's a swallow uh, from me. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's going to finish that. That's her day sorted. Yeah. Well, I think I will. I'm going to mix it. Do you know, I've already decided halfway through. I mean, I was listening to you, Lauren, but actually, I was thinking if I drink enough of this, I can pour the raspberry lemonade into yeah. this and do a mix of it. Absolutely. Oh, what a great day. What a day. What a day. It's yeah. taken a turn for you, hasn't it, Lou? It really has. T's and C's absolutely yeah. apply and yeah. they oh. are adhered to. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Patterson, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. You've been thank brilliant. You thank me. you for sharing your stories. Yes. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at Spit or Swallow Podcast 34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.